it's Jacqueline Kitzman. This is the Awaken Tarot podcast, and it's actually super special because I'm attempting to record video for this episode for Patreon. So that's kind of fun. Um, people on Patreon are going to see me with my like four day old hair in my bed talking about tarot, drinking coffee from my rusting witch face mug. Truly, it's the epitome of aesthetics. Before we dive into the card, as always, we're g- we are going to talk about current events, a couple of big ones. Of course, the war in Ukraine, things are amping up there. Russia is getting ready to broadcast some updates, and Russia is pretty known for its propaganda, and there's a lot of talk about what this broadcast could mean, what news Putin is going to give. It seems that the Kremlin might be pushing for Putin to finally end the war, but it could also be them amping up to kind of start a new wave of this aggression that's happening. Um, We won't know for a little bit, but definitely keep your eyes there. Of course, in Iran, we have the revolution happening. You know, you have to actively seek out voices and updates from people in Iran or who have contacts with people in Iran to see what's going on. But it is, of course, vitally important that we not forget that that is happening. In East Palestine, Ohio, if you follow my Instagram, you know that my um, Instagram stories have covered this a lot, but there was a freight train overturned, fell over, and it was carrying a lot of chemicals, including vinyl chloride, but a lot of other chemicals were on this overturned train as well. And kind of a shitty situation in that a lot of those chemicals are incredibly toxic. A lot of them, when they meet water, get worse. And unfortunately, this has all kind of gone into the Ohio River. And so anything downstream of Ohio right now is at risk of having their water be contaminated. The EPA has said that they've looked at things and it's fine, but the video footage and the firsthand accounts from people who live in East Palestine, Ohio, are that the water has a rainbow sheen on top of it because there's oil in the water and other chemicals. There was one video on TikTok of a person pouring creamer into their coffee that they had made using their tap water from Ohio. And it literally sizzled as the creamer was going on. Like it sizzled because the water is just not safe to drink. So I I highly recommend looking up a map, paying attention to what's going on, because specifically if you are downstream of East Palestine, Ohio, your water may be contaminated. And unfortunately, it can take up to like it can take up to 15 weeks to really see how this is going to how the chemicals that fell out of this train are going to affect people. So do your research. And then, of course, there was the Michigan State University shooting where five people were critically injured and three people were killed. I don't know as of this morning if that has if that information has been updated yet, but there have been a lot of firsthand. One of the things about social media is that social media really does kind of make us aware of it does a lot of good. It does a lot. Of, excuse me. It does a lot of bad, but it also does a lot of good as well, showing us kind of firsthand accounts. And I've seen several firsthand accounts from students from Michigan State University, specifically them posting their journal entries or their experience on TikTok. Y'all, it's so fucking sad. It's so fucking sad. One person, um, this girl, her parents were in Mexico when this was happening and she was in the MTSU like main building, like in the cafeteria or something to like fill up her water and study when the shooter entered their thing and she was with six other people and had to like barricade the door and hide them. And she's reading this journal entry on TikTok about how everyone's freaking out and crying and how she's trying to send this last text message to her parents who are thousands and thousands of miles away in a different country. And it's heart 
It's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And this just keeps happening. And it's kind of gotten to a point specifically in America where it's not an if you're in an active shooter scenario, but a when it's your turn to be in one. And it's so fucking depressing to have that thought. And it is beyond pastime for gun reform in this country to ban assault rifles there's no reason to have assault rifles. We're not using them for hunting. Their sole purpose is to kill another is to kill another person and kill a lot of people at that. Um, you don't need it. You don't need them. There is no reason for a civilian to have these types of assault weapons. And, you know, um, as I was getting on to I did a reading this morning and as I and then immediately picked up the podcast. And so I don't have any updates to this piece of information either. But There was just a shooting in Georgia where nine children were shot at at a gas station. And why? For fucking what? So that you can have an assault rifle that you do what with? Keeping a safe? It's it's an incredibly sad truth in this country that, specifically in America, that mass shootings are the worst kind of pandemic. They're the number one killer of children in this country. It's guns something that should be so much harder to get. It's not. You can go to Walmart and you can buy your incredibly expensive eggs. You can buy a stuffed animal for your kid and you can buy a gun and as many fucking bullets as you want. And it's about time that it stopped. And I highly recommend, I highly, I just highly recommend doing your research in the area. I I highly recommend figuring out how exactly you can do your part to kind of sign a petitions, advocate for gun reform in this country so that this madness can end because it's terrifying and sad and a very real sad truth when you live in America that you could literally go anywhere. You could go to that Walmart. You could go to school. You could go study in your college cafeteria you could go try on jeans at the mall and you are subject to getting fucking shot and um i'm just so fucking tired of hearing that there's been another mass shooting in america and at some point like we're just saying it's okay like at some point it happens and we're so desensitized to it and we scroll past it so fast and we ignore it that we're just kind of like thumbs upping it and I just don't think that's okay. So that was some current events from this week. Um, Now we're going to jump into the, now we're going to jump into the card and the card we're talking about, I'm holding it up for the video for the people on Patreon. It is the three of wands. Now I was, I say this every week. I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing this, but I was truly surprised we hadn't talked about this card yet. Y'all we're running out of cards we haven't talked about. And like I've said before, I do have a plan for what comes next. So do not panic. But um, the three of wands, let me explain what this looks like first. It is a person and they're kind of standing on a rock and the rock has some like moss and grass on it. And they're looking over a big kind of like vast. It it could be. I like to think that it's kind of like they're there at like dawn and it's like actually like water and they're standing kind of on this cliff and they're looking over this vast mass of water and then behind it, this hilly green land. And you can see ships in the water. And this person, when I teach the suit of wands, I always like to act like when I'm teaching the specific cards, I always like to ask and remind people to translate their card based on what the fucking wand is being 
used as in because that that's going to give you a lot of meat to the heart of the meaning of the card and in this case you have two wands similarly like in the two of wands that are kind of framing the person like a doorway and then you've got them holding the third wand in their hand almost like a walking stick or like a banner they've placed somewhere so i've talked before a lot ad nauseum about threes in the tarot being um, numbers of expansion. And, and that is true. Specifically in the suit of wands, what it's happening here is that in the two, you have the person holding the world in their hands and they're standing in between their wands like a doorway. Kind of like the symbol for the world. <laughs> the world is your oyster. And they're looking at it and kind of deciding and discerning what they want to do, where they want to go, what they want their life to look like, how they want to explore. And then in the three of wands, we have done the exploring and we have found something. And this person is looking over this vast set of space and land and world in front of them. And they're kind of thinking to themselves, like their head is a little cocked to the side, almost like they're thinking, what can I do? The possibilities are actually endless. Like they've gone from just looking at a globe that they're holding in their hand to actually being in the globe, looking around and acknowledging that they have so much space for activity. <laughs> they have so much space for activity. That's a that's a movie quote. And in the three of wands, we kind of finally get to fucking see what's actually there for us and do something like we get to actually decide and be in this place and decide what we're going to do with it and look at our surroundings and explore them and survey them. We're kind of looking over at everything the light touches is yours, Simba. This idea that like our lives are ours. Our story is ours. Our decisions are ours. There's so much ownership that I believe comes with the three of wands. And then in the four of wands, you see these people and they've built this wedding arch. Gabe and I have still never learned. If you've listened to that episode, you know that Gabe and I go back and forth about what the actual name is for that thing. We still don't know it. We call it a wedding arch. And if that's the actual name, then good for us. We nailed it. But they're standing under it. And I just in a reading this morning was talking about the four of wands and about how it's talking about, you know, commitment and committing to something, not necessarily a person, but sometimes it's committing to a piece of land, committing to a job, committing to where you are in life, and then kind of having that celebration over you finally getting to that place and feeling good enough to kind of set up a home there. And Gabe and I talk a lot about the Four of Wands because it's the episode on the Four of Wands in an episode we did, a, um, uh, I think sometime last year. <clears throat> when the Three of Wands comes up for us in a Reading, it is actively asking us to consider where we are and what we can do where we are. I think that as humans, we kind of get this like hopelessness that happens to us every once in a while. This like we confuse contentment for boredom. And that's because as humans, we kind of have this instinctual like push to consistently be doing more and more and more. And we want to throw out all of the stuff that we have in the place that we are and start over new. Um, and I actually read something today that I thought was so brilliant. And I'll share it here, kind of the heart of the three of wands. I think this embodies it. But it was a therapist. And they were talking about the difference between boredom and contentment and that never-ending search for joy. And that we're not actually supposed to be joyous all the time. This like toxic positivity. I'm so happy about everything and everything's great constantly. In the same way that we're not supposed to be fucking 
distraught constantly. Like nobody would sit there and tell you that you're supposed to be sad all of the time. We know that that's the truth. So then why do we then expect of ourselves joy constantly? It just doesn't make sense. The therapist then explains that actually what we're looking for is this feeling and what we should be aiming for is this feeling of contentment about finding new and exciting possibilities in the place that you're at and letting that take you somewhere new if it works out that way for you. But that contentment is a feeling of peace and calm and it's actually kind of what we should be looking for. But that specifically for people that have experienced any kind of trauma, we have this fear of getting stagnant. It's this lack of dopamine hit, this almost like, oh my God, if, I, if I'm standing still too long, something's going to catch up to me. So in the heart of the three of wands, it's kind of like you're getting to this place. You've done the exploring. You've done, you've, you had made the decision to walk through the door. And now in the three of wands, you've walked through that door and you see all of this fucking stuff in front of you. And you get to kind of be the master of that, the master of your experience. You get to decide, am I going to go swim in this ocean? Am I going to go learn to sail a ship? Am I going to swim across the ocean, take that ship across the ocean and explore these hills and these mountains? Am I going to set up my home and my my wedding arch right here? The Three of Wands is about this expansion of possibility and about finding contentment where you are and rediscovering the beauty of where you are in the moment. It's not about taking in like the scenery and then being like, beautiful, I'm going to keep going. It's about actually ruminating in that energy. And I think that sometimes like in a relationship reading specifically, sometimes people will pull the Three of Wands and they're like, should I commit? And you get the three of wands and you're like, oh, this card is telling me not to commit. It's telling me to keep exploring and keep finding something. And like, maybe, maybe. But really, when I read this card specifically in that kind of scenario, it's this really beautiful reminder of, hey, like, see, explore this land, explore this place that you found. You found this fucking cool place. Why aren't you exploring it? Why aren't you looking at the possibility? If it turns out that none of the land here or anything actually serves any purpose for you or sparks joy or makes you feel content, then you always have the ability to move on. You don't have to build your home here. But if you don't look around, what do you do? Like, what's the point? You will always find another reason to be happy or find joy. Every time you move, you're going to find that. But to find something to commit to, to find something that you want to grow with, that's, that's, that's the hard part. And that's the hard part because that's the commitment, right? That's the I'm committed to this and then exploring more. And that's kind of the journey through the rest of the wands. Let's say that we pull the three of wands in something like a uh, you're worried about your career and you pull this card and you've been thinking about you've been thinking about finding a new job. And I, I mean, like for me, if I pulled that card and that was your thing, I would say, you know what? I would write up some resumes. I would think I would think through what you want. I would look through what the possibilities, who's hiring, and I would set up some interviews. I wouldn't like decide I'm quitting my job. I would say, see what else is out there for you. See what else you enjoy. And then if something comes up, take that opportunity. The Wands is all about creativity and lust and passion and action and feeling that internal fire and finding things that stoke that fire. But it's also about maintaining that fire. Um, And I think that that's one of the hardest things is that we are constantly as humans looking to and this is not me say this is not me saying that if you're unhappy and you're depressed, stay where you are, stay in something that's not serving you. No, 
I'm saying that as humans, we are actively always searching for the next and greatest thing, right? Think of it like your cell phone. Like, uh, here's a really good example. I have an iPhone 12 Pro. At the time that I got it, it was the best phone you could fucking get. It is now not so super great, but there's nothing actually wrong with it. So when I'm done paying off my phone or when my upgrade is ready sometime in April or May, um, I kind of have this choice to make. I can ditch the phone and get a whole new phone that I'm paying even more money for a month and have all of these brand new features, but they're like only slightly newer. Or I can have the phone that I have and then use that money that I'm saving from spending like from like having paid off my phone for something else. So I'm kind of faced with this choice, this possibility, right? There's not any actual reason that I need a new phone, but I could do a lot with an extra $40 a month. I could do a lot with that. There's a lot of possibility that comes with that. So sometimes the three of wands is this, hey, like you've committed to this thing. Let's not move on from that, but let's see what else we can do within where we are. Because I think the reality specifically for people now is that work is work. Work is always going to have the the toxic shit that work comes with, like us having to sign away our nine to fives to go to a job that we don't always want to go to. Like um, my husband, like he loves his job more than anything. He really loves his job. He loves what he does, but it's still work. He's still like working. It's still like not something he wants to always do with his everyday but he does it. So the thing is, is like, how do you find more joy, more contentment, more life? How do you get more fulfillment in your life while also having to work? Because it's not the happy truth that we all have to work these jobs and go do these things we don't always want to do because capitalism, but it is also the reality. So how do we find possibility and choice and new and fun in that reality? Um, the Three of Wands is a very multifaceted card that doesn't always mean move on, find new. Sometimes it's re-explore where you are. How can we make this land fertile again? How can we do something where we are? But sometimes it also is like, hey, you have like, you're single, you're young, like go out and see what's there. Or it's, you have, you're young and you have this ability to go, you know, like uh, you have this ability to go work in another place or to take this job in a new state or this a job in a different country. Like, why not? Why not do it? So I think that when we pull the three of wands, it's really important for us to sit down and examine our land. And I think that's the heart of the card. It's not saying stay here. It's not saying go away. It's saying examine where you are and examine where you need to expand. Where can you expand? Where can you move? What do you want? What's no longer fertile? What is fertile? And I think that the three of wands, I think sometimes we see it as this very like flat card. When really it's so nuanced and so more, so much more complex than we give it credit for. Um, so this is the part of the podcast where I come up with some sort of joke that doesn't necessarily make sense and is incredibly vague and not that funny. And then I tell you that actually it's the collective reading. Uh, it's the collective reading. Uh, the collective reading for this coming week is the reverse seven of pentacles. And I think that the message of this collective reading goes very, very, pairs very well with kind of some of the message from the Three of Wands. And that's just because you're not seeing the payoff of something that you started yet doesn't mean you throw it away. Give it a little more chance to ripen. Don't get excited. Don't pull it off the branch. Don't scorch it. Don't pull it out of the earth and say that it failed. Give it some time. Give yourself some time. Let it breathe let it see how it is it's kind of like you know um 
it's kind of like if you this is such a fucking dumb example, but like let's say that you post a post on Instagram or on TikTok or something and you're feeling a little vulnerable about it and nobody's interacting or engaging with it right away. So your first instinct is just to delete it. Instead, I urge you to leave the vulnerability there, fight that urge to delete, and allow the people who are meant to engage with it to engage with it. Have some post things with pride, be proud of your vulnerability, and then see where see where it goes, see where that takes you, see who comes to interact with it. And I know that that's hard. Um, believe me, I know that that's hard. But I also think that it's, I think that sometimes giving giving things a chance to breathe, even if we think they've fucking failed, is is good. Give it a minute. Give yourself a minute and see where it goes. Give yourself a minute. Like if you think that you failed something or done something not good, give yourself a minute and 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 let that joy and that pride come back to you. All of that being said, um, the, if you like this podcast, rate, subscribe, and review. Thank you to all of the people who have this week. That was like such nice things. It was so much fun. My favorite review that I've gotten in a long time, I read, and it it cracked me up. It said something like, I didn't know if I could vibe with the podcaster's energy at first, but now I love it. Listen, and I, listen, I'm not being facetious when I say that that comment is the most accurate comment about me that I've ever heard in my life. Like, I love it so much. It's, I don't, I didn't know about that person's energy at first, but I actually really like them. Let me just tell you something that like, I feel the same way about myself and I know exactly what they mean. And it cracked me up. So funny. A plus, A fucking plus friend. Thank you for your review. It's so, it was, it made me laugh and it was so kind. And also, uh, all the people that have reviewed this week, we are five reviews away between Apple and Spotify from me pieing my husband in the face because he deserves it. He deserves to get pied in the face. I encourage you to go back on Instagram and see the video where Gabe pied me in the face when we hit 100 reviews. You can see me actually struggling, and that's because I was fighting for my life inside that key lime pie. I am waiting for my revenge. I want to pie my husband so hard in the face with a half-frozen pie that he sees Jesus. I'm 75% kidding. Okay, goodbye.